Hey, welcome to episode 10 of Creative Writing Podcast. Let's uh, not mess around. Let's get straight to business today. All right. On today's show, we're going to do a movie review. Not a video review. We're also going to play a game with an in-studio guest. See how well he fares. See if this will do a wheelie. And we're going to see if this show actually does a wheelie or not. All right. Well, hey, guys. So getting straight down to business uh, right off the bat here. I don't want to take too long and blab a whole lot. Uh, well, at least for an hour. Uh, and But that's called the show. Right here during the intro, I just want to tell you, it has been one hell of a whirlwind week at home and at work. And uh, shit, I didn't even know if I was going to be able to get this thing out. I didn't even know if I wanted to do a show this week, and it's actually coming out a little bit later than I, than I wanted to. I usually start doing this stuff a lot earlier in the week, and let me tell you, it's already the weekend, man. I usually have it out by this time. I'll do my I'll do my best to get it out to you um, as fast as I can, maybe right after I record this. So, uh, yeah, to start off this week, I want to blab start off blabbing a little bit about last week's Hell on Wheels event that I went to. Hot damn. How much fun was that? I gotta say, if you haven't got out lately, well, first off, let me say, if you're blessed enough to live somewhere where it's warm right now, I live in California, so right now it's been in the 70s, and it's been, you know, relatively uh, rain-free for the past few weeks, and perhaps if you live in Florida, um, it's been probably warm down there too, maybe not rain-free, but, you know, Florida is even rains in the summertime so it don't count anyway yeah if you can get out to an event uh i i encourage you to it was so much fun watching you know they had vintage and modern bikes you know they had bombers and brake lists there was you know big ass harleys out there little ass harleys out there some old triumphs and hell just some shit you you would never see pitted against each other but Hell on Wheels does such a, a good job of making a class for everybody, whether you have a street bike or a full-on racing dirt bike. They just do such a great job of putting these classes together and setting, you know, picking these great courses. You know, the trophy truck course. I've been to Glen Helen, haven't been there for a while, but uh, I've never been over to the trophy truck course, and that's where they're racing. And man, this had just big, long turns and sweeping turns and kind of you know lower tabletops no whoops you know because the trucks have to blow through this stuff so it was just really cool watching these bikes huck over these big longer jumps rather than you know when you're at the motocross you tend to have like short successive or you know consecutive jumps so yeah it was was really interesting watch it and it was so much fun and the gravel was perfect you know when hell on wheels puts it on it depends on the event but you know this was just like you know pitting in the dirt um you go out and there's there's no medic so don't fucking crash (laughs) so you know very minimal support that's all that's why i love this grassroots stuff you know like it doesn't take much uh when they put their event on out of paris i'm sure the raceway had uh some sort of legal or insurance thing that they had to do because you had to sign waivers and you had to have a wristband and the concession stand was open there was paramedics on site and a water truck and all that great shit so out here at Glen Helen man it was just 
you literally go park over in the dirt. It's almost as if they had just rented it and the facility said, hey, you do all that shit. And they said, well, we don't need it. So yeah, I don't know exactly how it worked, but that's what it seemed like. So it was really cool. And the smell of race gas, there's nothing like the smell of race gas to get your heart going. And the fact that you could literally stand on the course, um, I threw up some videos on our new Facebook page and uh, just recently posted it to Tumblr for anybody that doesn't hasn't checked this out on Facebook yet. And you can literally see people standing right on the track. And you know, when I was taking photos, I got a mouthful of dirt and it was awesome. So, and one thing I'd like to say too is I'm sorry for the periscope and stuff. If you've got burned by our periscope feed in the past, I want you to know that I'm working on a camera rig because I usually have a recorder, a camera, and a mobile phone. And, and uh, we're out there, you know, it's just me out there doing, you know, three things. I'm not an octopus, although I wish I was. And so I'm trying to work three things with two hands and a lot of the times one hand because I got to hold on to something, you know, like 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 at uh, Glen Helen, you know, I was standing on this dirt hill. So I was waving one hand around for balance and working the other three things with, you know, one finger each. So yeah, uh, got a little rig I'm trying to set up to get you a little bit better periscope quality uh, footage just to hold the phone still and uh, kind of focus on one area of the track and not zoom in and out so much and all that bullshit. So anyway, yeah, I'm sorry if I've burned you before trying to, you know, I was trying to hold it this time and it was like falling into my vest pocket and, you know, I was pointing at the sky because I was holding it on top of the camera and yeah, just did, after watching it, I realized that, you know, there's probably a reason people didn't stay tuned in for more than 20 minutes of the 40 minute broadcast, so... I'm working on a rig to get that uh, worked out. So, yeah, just how much fun is this hell on wheels shit they've been putting on? And if you're in SoCal or you're coming out this way, you got to check it out. They do year-round events, and uh, they're a pretty cool grassroots club. So it's really nice to just come and come and see what you know people doing this stuff for the love of riding. You know, they're not out there to make money. They're not out there to promote anything. You know, the people that show up. It's it's all pretty grassroots, and you do what you do when you're there. So yeah, I just I really love that you know where you don't have to have a. It's really nice to go to an event where you don't have to have like a media credential to get in the pits, and you don't have to call ahead and figure all the shit out. You just show up, and hell, you can show up the day of and race. So yeah, it's really 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 cool. So uh, that being said. Um, before we get into Honey's news today, uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, the Himalayan. And I didn't get—I don't know if I talked about that last episode, but I, I meant to. I'd seen some new ads. They—they they dropped the release date for the Royal Enfield Himalayan, and I was recently reading something on asphalt and rubber. Uh, they linked to a YouTube video, and sure as shit, the the guy's uh, foot peg breaks off like at the very end of the video <laughs> as he goes over this little jump and it's not like a huge jump but you know I was kind of excited for that Royal Enfield's developing some 750 engines and that they're coming out with like a 400cc adventure bike because I think you know people are going way crazy with the fucking 1200 and 1100 and you know everybody's stepping into these big ass bikes and I don't know, I, you know, I, get, I haven't done enough off-road 
touring to know that if you need all that power to get up a hill or, you know, if, how much gear you're carrying. But I, I have done enough to know that sometimes the bigger the bike, the bigger the problem when you either drop it, uh, go off the side of a hill or get stuck in mud. And it's really cool to see these little bikes out there cruising around and then to see some smaller bikes coming on the market. Because, I mean, even the KLR 650 can be a beast sometimes to muscle up a hill or something like that. And these smaller bikes just mean you probably won't be able to carry as much, I guess, like the gross weight and your total weight loaded on the bike. You know, that's probably going to make a big difference. Um, but, you know, it is just it's nice to see a small bike coming out. And Royal Enfields, I mean, I've ridden them before, and you got to you know take the good of the bad on those things so you can't expect to drive them for too far without something falling apart then again you can ram them into a telephone pole and not much will dent you know like they're they're kind of like a russian bedpan they can take a lot of shit and keep on going so yeah i mean they're rattly they're buzzy uh this i don't know how often they break down engine wise i've never really had anything go bad engine wise but you know you do have wiggly components and questionable uh, castings and questionable manufacturing processes. So, you know, what's what's good on the bike is good and what's bad is definitely bad. And I thought it was pretty funny that, you know, this asphalt and rubber showcase that, uh, you know, it could have just been a couple loose nuts or something or bolts. But this guy's foot peg definitely drops off in the last, like, 10 seconds of the video. And I was like, don't. But you know what the bike reminds me of is the uh, Icon Dromedary in there. Uh, if you look at their bike builds, they have one called Dromedary that's an old Tiger 800XC. And it's got these like roto packs on the front, and the the end field reminds me of that. It's got these two little, like uh, it looks like they're pannier racks, but they're up front. So uh, I don't think they're engine or brush guards. I think they're actually to mount stuff too. So yeah, it really rem- reminds me of a smaller version of that. And it's not too bad of a, you know, the bike don't look too bad. Uh, it it does certain pictures that i saw look pretty funky but i think some of them are preliminary shots and spy shots because the bikes that they were tooling around on actually look kind of cool so take it for what it's worth and um speaking of the icon dromedary we're gonna do part of our movie review later it's gonna come back and uh that bike's actually featured in it so with the without any further ado i don't really have much to blab about this week um like I said, this week at home and at work has just been extremely, um, I don't know, I just feel like there was rapid succession of events, just one after another, kind of a little bit stressful this week and and uh, not sure how I was going to get the show out and do everything else we had planned. So uh, I don't know if this episode is going to be long or short. I was planning on it being pretty short and I only got a f- couple news items together for Honey, so we'll see how it goes. So, without any further ado, here's Honey Buns with this week's news. Hello there. I'm back with the news. So, in OEMs, the Triumph. Triumph has updated the Speed Triple S and Speed Triple R for 2016. The styling harkens back to the Street Fighter looks of the original Street Triple, but the influence of the Daytona 675 are evident in some of the bodywork as well as the ECU. 
which controls the rider modes. Some key features include a new 1050 wire throttle, enabling selectable rider modes, five in total, and selectable throttle maps. Rider selectable traction control for rain, road, track, and office standard. Athletic, aggressive styling, including new twin headlights with integral daytime running lights. And for Harley-Davidson, Harley announced two new models at the X Games in Aspen. The Lowrider S puts the S treatment on the Dyna of the same name. The 110 cubic inch engine is complemented with blacked out components and Harley-Davidson has added a fairing to the front end. The fairing is small and could be a borrowed part from the street or V-Rod parts catalog. The bike itself looks a little bit like an extra from the set of Sons of Anarchy. Redwood Originals Forever. <laughs> the other new model is the CVO Pro Street Breakout. Unlike the standard breakout, the Pro Street features dual discs and inverted forks up front. Being a CVO, it features all of the bells and whistles that you'd expect, including a Daymaker style LED headlamp with cruise control and ABS appearing as standard features. I'm guessing that they are calling it the Pro Street because it features drag bars, a heavy breather air cleaner, a fairing over the headlamp, a lower spoiler, a big fat back tire, and a race styled seat designed to hold your ass to the bike. I've never seen a Pro Street bike with forward controls, but maybe that's more of the street coming out in this model. And for Ducati. Among the recent flurry of speculation regarding racing, MotoGP, and the return of Casey Stoner to the brand, Ducati has stepped up with another surprise. The recently released Dragster concept, which was revealed at the Motorbike Expo of Verona, the machine started out as a Diavel and was stripped and rebuilt using devised components from their Panigale but it is supposed to embody drag racing. But in my opinion, it is a wee bit tall to be a proper drag racer. The naked styling and race pedigree of the parts adds to the statement that Ducati are trying to make with this bike. We also have some recalls in the news. Suzuki is recalling more than 68,000 motorcycles in the U.S. because the battery charging system can fail and cause the bikes to stall. Suzuki Motor of America is recalling certain model years. There's a lot to list here, so make sure you visit their website. Due to a problem with the circuit board for the regulator rectifier power module, the motorcycle may not sufficiently charge the battery and the motorcycle may stall. If the engine stalls while riding, there would be an increased risk of a crash. Suzuki will notify owners and dealers will replace the regulatory rectifier free of charge. The recall is expected to begin March 4th, 2016. And for products, LaserStar, producer of lighting solutions for off-road and racing applications, had developed a bracket and a few kits for off-road racers. The brackets are constructed of lightweight aluminum, as opposed to heavy aluminum, and are completely adjustable. They mount to the forks and allow a variety of LaserStar LX LED lights to be mounted. They are screwed or welded onto the existing forks for easy mounting. Just kidding. They mount with the included clamps and hardware. Giant Loop has some really nice Rally Raid kits available for the Honda CB500X Adventure Tourer. If you don't feel like lugging a giant R1200GS around hills and over dales, consider the slightly less weighty CB500X. 
Giant Loop has kits that offer three stages of upgrades to the Honda platform, as well as accessories and tools to kit out your ride in style and comfort. Well, that's all I have for you today. Hope you've enjoyed the news. My apologies to Honey. I did a little bit of a La Mancha screw job there with the editing. Uh, when she was talking about the triple, the new speed triple, um, she mentioned the new 1050, and I think I cut her off when I merged the tracks together. So, she, so we got a 1050cc triple engine with 104 internal developments to improve the peak power and increase torque across the entire rev range, supposedly. It's got an improved drivetrain featuring a new slipper assist clutch and a lighter, better-sounding performance-improving exhaust fitted on there. And then, of course, the ride-by-wire throttle and everything else that Honey did a wonderful job of uh, explaining. And Honey, I am sorry, baby. We're going to get you in the... um, We'll get you in the apologies, so... Let's move on to the first segment, or the second segment, actually, which is our movie review. And I'm going to start out with this instead of closing with this, because I'm, I think this is going to be a short podcast. I'm not 100% sure, but to go with the theme of the shorter news segment, let's do a short movie review. So let's just review uh, a video, a promotional video done by Icon. Now, if you're not familiar with Icon, they produce gear mainly but they also you know they build these great one-off bikes that are just so out there and i really love watching their uh the videos that correspond with these they got a lot of cool ride videos featuring alonzo bowden and they really just knock it out of the park when it comes to making these promotional videos so this one is called containment conflicts and it's basically a post-apocalyptic a zombie killer slash hunter featuring some of their bikes and some of their Icon 1000 gear. Now, right off the bat, this ve- video features some really cool bikes in a really cool setting. It looks like an old power plant or something like that. And it's got some cool guns. And the only thing it's missing to be all American is some bacon and an eagle crying or something like that. And it's a pretty cool backstory. The story is that there's zombie hunters and killers out there keeping off the hordes of zombies from finishing off the last vestiges of humanity. The roads are, you know, decrepit and falling apart and, you know, infrastructure doesn't exist anymore. So therefore, this icon gear and the bikes that they've subsequently built for this commercial is really up to the task of, you know, keeping you protected in these situations. Now, normally I review films that are total pieces of shit and I'd take a shit on those pieces of shit. So why would I shit on a commercial that I love? And some people might not be able to grasp that, but just watch German porn. They shit on people they love all the time. It's sort of the same thing. I think it's the most profound expression of love that you can actually do. I had some help reviewing this and I and I really had this like rant about zombies and how they are basically the hipsters of of cinema nowadays. Zombies and hipster beards are like and man buns now coming coming on board are like the three things that uh you know are if we could put a stamp, a time stamp on this current uh 
past few years, I guess you could say the beard, the zombie, and the man bun are, uh, and the brown seat. You know, if we're going to keep it motorcycle related, are the the things that are like defining this this time period right now. And so, uh, you know, to get on with it, I had a, a friend in in the studio, and and we go over this film. So let's 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 listen to uh, the, what the both of us had to say about it. And I think you'll hear part of my zombie rant here in the beginning. Our film review, Howie. On the last few episodes, I've done some film reviews. All right. And instead of reviewing a film tonight, tonight's going to be a really short podcast. We have to like bang, zip, get it out. It's quickie. So I'm not going to review a whole film. I'm going to review a long commercial by Icon. And the reason being is because it segues into something, another segment I wanted to do about uh, the zombie theme and uh, why I, you know, my opinion on the zombie theme. And the thing is right now, God, I hope Boomer has his fingers in his ears, even though he's in the other room. I should really be doing this in our uh, downstairs studio. <laughs> We're fine. But uh, I feel like the zombie theme is getting so fucked out right now in movies and in shows and everything because it's like hipster beards. It's you. It's everywhere now. I always say ubiquitous, and I use that phrase. I need to look up. I need to have a thesaurus sitting right here, nest or a thesaurus, whatever you call it, so I can just look up synonyms for stuff like ubiquitous because I say ubiquitous a lot but I was just watching a Geico ad the other day and I was watching like a I don't know a Carfax ad everybody's got beards now and what's with that guy that's all night long he's singing like I don't know what what that commercial's for I think it's for a beer or something but he's got a beard like everybody has a beard and I just went to the pet store and the dad hugging the girl and the big giant blow up picture has a beard now and that's fine because our whole family has beards. Um, yeah. Your whole family has beards. Yeah. And uh, that's because they're hillbillies. For anybody that doesn't know, Howie and I come from the south. and uh, But not the deep south. <laughs> <laughs> the shallow south. <laughs> and uh, everybody just has beards just because that's what you, you have on your face. <laughs> but I feel like hipsters has ruined it. Yeah. And what else to go along with that? What's Hollywood ruined? The zombie. Um, to get to the point, I feel like zombies are identifiable because we all feel like these schmucks that work eight hours a day at a cubicle. Like, you know, you can reference anything that you say about a cube or anything that you say about working in an office or like, I don't know, any sort of office job and most blue collar, a lot of white collar jobs with being a zombie because you literally are like... Uh, well, also people are just scared of becoming ugly. It plays on their vanity. That's true. That's <laughs> they just true. don't want to become ugly. I didn't and think stupid. about that. I didn't think about that aspect. <laughs> I guess being stupid and ugly, I really identify with zombies. But I, I was going to say, I think they're really trying to talk crap about the South. Yeah. So here's my thing: is that uh, us regular schmucks that see Icon did this um, promotional video for their gear, and basically it was a zombie. Uh, apocalyptic zombie film and I feel like we have a bunch of friends and people in the community that uh, especially ADV writers because <laughs> they love to and ADV means adv- is short for adventure because I know Howie, Howie is not a writer so I'm going to go over some terminology with him but you know the ADV guys they love to get out in nature we have a lot of friends that 
Jeep and Explorer and all that stuff. And what they do is, you know, everybody's got a bug out bag. Now, I know how he knows what a bug out bag is because mm-hmm. he bugs out every weekend. He does his underground uh, vegetable garden out there in Utah and <laughs> whatnot. <laughs> so, anyway, I, I feel like a lot of the uh, the ADV guys um, and the Jeep guys and all these guys that have, you know, need an excuse to get out there and, like, drive into the woods with some bacon and a few guns. I mean, that's just the American way, bacon and guns. <laughs> but uh, Bacon-wrapped guns. Bacon-wrapped guns. Did I tell you I got a Glock 40 and it has a bacon-wrapped uh, handle? Yeah. You, you wrap bacon on the muzzle and you shoot it long enough, it'll cook the bacon. Yeah, that's true. I never mm-hmm. thought of that. And uh, the spent shell casings, like, season it as they fly out. <laughs> so, anyway... <laughs> So, yeah, Icon, as part of their, uh, to showcase some of their gear, they made a little zombie film. And I feel like, you know, getting back to the ADV thing. I think that gun is shooting sausages. It is. Holy shit. If I, if you could shoot a sausage, if you could shoot sausages, for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, since this is a audio podcast after all, we're looking at a picture of like a semi-automatic shotgun that's got a barrel clip on it. And it does look like it's shooting sausages. Loaded with sausages. If you could shoot sausages (laughs) through a bacon netting, like a bacon webbing. Dude, I'm talking this is the apocalypse I want to be in. You wouldn't need (laughs) non-lethal weapons. You just need a sausage shooter. Bacon netting. I would not. I wouldn't. I would be, out of the, net, the thing is, is I would commit suicide by blowing my own head off with the sausage. I wouldn't want to shoot the zombies with the sausage. That's the thing. I would want to shoot my friends in the mouth. I don't know if I want to shoot with the sausage. It just yeah. sounds wrong. I want to shoot you with the sausage. Yeah, I don't know, dude. We can drive down to Hollywood tonight and just shoot people with our sausage all we want. <laughs> That wouldn't be anything new. It wouldn't. People get shot with sausage down there yeah. in alleyways all the time. It's, it's on TMZ. Behind a, behind a dumpster. <laughs> so, anyway. What, is it, what does any of this have to do with motorcycling? It's the zombie thing. All of us schmucks that work these 9 to 5s, we are the zombies, man. And the way we liberate ourselves is we get out there and we get two knees in the breeze. <laughs> I've been thinking up some catchphrases for the ends of my shows. Knees in the breeze is one. Keep your meat on the seat. That's another. <laughs> get your meat on the I seat. I can only and get think of uh, erection affection. Sorry, that's all I can think. <laughs> okay, well, I won't go there. That's actually um, a 1980s BMW model, <laughs> by the way. It was the R, uh, the R75 erection affection. So. <laughs> So anyway, I think the whole thing with zombies being so popular right now, everybody capitalizes on that. The working schmuck, everybody, everybody that that is a is a social zombie loves zombie flicks, and that's because I don't know why. If we're seeing ourselves getting killed on TV, if we would like that, but anyway, I guess it's because people relate with it. Well, now, vampires. I do have to say that if you ride a a BMW R twelve hundred GS, which uh, is that a speed cycle? No, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna show. Um, Howie, an R1200 GS. I'm going to explain it. So an R1200 GS is uh, really, well, I wouldn't say expensive, but it's a a touring bike by BMW that basically owns the ADV or adventure touring market, okay? Mm, I don't really like the design of that. You don't? 
Wow. Uh, looks like you need a fancy scarf and some goggles. Uh, to ride it. Actually, you dress like this guy in the picture here. You usually have a... Yeah. You know, your helmet has a beak because your bike has a beak. Um, you're usually kitted out with BMW's um, proprietary square pannier. It snobby. It looks like... Uh, yeah, okay, that's what I'm getting to. Yeah. See, most people identify with the zombie thing, and that's why Hollywood can pump it so easily. However, if you drive a BMW R1200GS, I feel like you're... A vampire. And you if you want to know why, it's because these things are pretty expensive. Let's look at the, the base price here is eighteen. <laughs> vampires have good paying jobs. Yeah. Because they've been around, so, they've been long. around so long. And old <laughs> men ride these twelve hundred DSs. So I feel like you've been on Earth longer. You make yeah. more money because you've amassed more assets. You should make more money. And what is, I don't know what it's called because I'm not into like vampires and zombies, but vampires have like a, a main leader. Yeah. What's that called? Like they're. The head vampire. Yeah, the head say. vampire. Wow, that's really easy. They have this head guy who's a vampire. What is that called? Oh, the head vampire. Yeah. So anyway, so. Yeah, but remember. So our, wait, listen, listen. So these, the BMW guys have, the BMW is the head vampire, because BMW does almost what no other marquee does, and they have a BMW owner's rally. I mean, Harley does it, but their cruiser, I'm talking about, like, BMW the head, is the head vampire, and he has to tell all these old other vampires what to do. So, as a GS rider, uh, very few of them are young, and you know in the vampire movies, when you see a young one, you're like, oh, you know, oh, yeah. So most of the most of, and then eventually you do turn old. So you know, no, they they don't look like it though. Well, the, uh, yeah. And they See, show up I, in high school. That's that. I don't like that. So the thing wrong. is, is if you get this bike, you don't ever need another one. But yeah, these are like the top sellers in the world as far as adventure touring bikes. And BMW oh. just released some sales figures. I'm going to go over that in another segment. So I don't want to. I don't want to yeah, blow look my wad here. on the front. Yeah, it does. They, like, set the stage for how other people style it. So, anyway, yeah. So, if you drive this type of bike, you're a vampire. You're not a zombie. Because, see, a zombie would take out a 600. Like, there's a bike called the KLR 650. Or a vampire would take out some rat rot, think, you know. Yeah. Especially a hipster vampire. They would just take out their Triumph or, like, whatever old Beamer they have. Mm -hmm. An old air-cooled, uh, you know, boxer out there and not... This thing. This is like the Wango Tango. I think a zombie would just go to a junkyard and just grab some old heap and just you would somehow think, reanimate You would it. think, but... Uh, Flats and all. Yeah. So, so what's going on is that... Um, <laughs> I'm going to show you this Icon containment now. Okay. And we're going to talk about zombies. Because, see, what Icon did is they... They marketed to us the zombie. They didn't. They didn't go marketing to the vampire because they know the vampire is going to go buy some arrow stitch or some other high quality gear because vampires are old and wise and they've been here on yeah, Earth for a while. To be classier, yeah, 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 yeah. Refined. So, so. Why oh, refined? So to fuck things out, um, Icon has made a zombie flick. We're gonna okay. we're gonna watch it right now. And for copyright reasons, I don't know if I can play any of the audio on the air. So I'm not gonna. I'm gonna pause it right here, and we'll be right back. So you just think you think those are just drunk guys? <laughs> They're I not. I don't zombies. think they were zombies. It's hard to tell between a, a shambling drunk and a zombie. I think they just killed some innocent people. <laughs> uh, this might be part of Portland's cleanup. Icon is based out of Portland. Look, that guy. That guy can. 
And that guy was tap dancing in the shadow. <laughs> and they don't care about. Wait, 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 wait! These guys are in there. These are electricians. These are contractors, and they're rewiring this building. <laughs> they just have And they're just going ape shit. But on since them. there's no real rules anymore, since in the apocalypse, they just decided to drink on the job. Oh, man Look, down, man down. Spilled. But the icon gear. Look at that. The icon gear saves the day. Look, so that guy just got a. a wait a minute. I think. Th this that is, guy just had a bad limp. This is a bad, a banned ad for the Special Olympics. <laughs> it could be. Ooh, a girl with a gun. should just buy herself. Dude, girls, guns, and guns that shoot sausages. No, that is... And look, this is why the war... I don't know, man. This is why they started really touting snipers, because they waste less ammo. This is just a... This is... They're not conserving ammo at all. They're just opening fire. <laughs> this is an AK-47 fuckfest, is what this is. I know this is supposed to be... Look, a... look, you know what they're doing? They're tagging. <laughs> they're tagging with zombie blood. They you, are. You gotta be skilled to write your name with zombie blood using your gun. Yeah. Rab? Rab 3? <laughs> that, dude, it's a Japanese lab, okay? Jesus. The rab. I'm going to rab three. Uh oh. Get to the rab. <laughs> uh oh. Oh, bro. Smoked by a hottie, but not the way you think. And scene. Okay, so. Uh, and why uh, do they never look? Nobody ever looks grubby. Like they. You know, I, I know, and they all smell they so, so good. I know. I don't know how we're supposed to know they smell good. Why I think they smell good because you can't well, smell the movie. Well, I saw the, the vapors from his. Oh, his, uh, his cologne. I wonder <laughs> if in the future he was going so fast that the yeah. cologne was like in a cloud behind him, <laughs> like in the cartoons. I wonder if patchouli is the way. Well, it probably is. Sadly, it's accessible. Sadly, it's the wave of the future. So yeah, there you have it. So here you have a motorcycle company using zombies to market their gear. And uh, which apparently didn't really help since it got bit through. Well, he did, you know, he pulled up his his he was his, uh, yeah. pant leg and he had been bitten. So I don't think he was bit. See, I think that's when the bike fell on him. Then why'd she shoot him? Because she wanted his bike because she didn't like him. <laughs> that makes sense. Survival of the fittest. Yeah. She makes it seem like she's shooting him because she thinks he's been bit. She didn't even check the wound, though. Yeah. Looked like a chain mark to me. Yeah. So zombies. So she's a murderer. Uh, zombies are the hipster beard of cinema to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody's got one. Dude, they have iZombie, which is like a... I think it's a funny zombie movie or a zombie series now. Mm -hmm. And they have, um, of course, The Walking Dead and... Z Nation. Z Nation. Uh, dude, which that a one... kind <laughs> of bad movies on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Like every... What was that one with like all the Nazis? Did you Dead see that? Snow. Oh, my God. Um, now it's funny. I just started, did I, did I mention that I just started watching Fear the Walking Dead? <laughs> and I think it's very appropriate that they base it here in Los Angeles <laughs> and it makes LA look so crappy and grubby. And, uh, also some shout out to the sixth street bridge, which is got, got demolished or is getting demolished. Cause that's been in like so many movies and photo shoots, um, it's crazy that they're breaking it down, but I guess they're building a new one that can like withstand an earthquake. So, 
So I hope you liked our review of the Icon short film commercial. Uh, I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> I can forget <laughs> the containment conflicts. That's what it's called. And yes, uh, I do believe that zombies are the hipster beard of cinema. All right, before I get on to our last segment, I want to say that, uh, you know, Suzuki, as Honeybuns mentioned in the news, uh, recalled 68,000 bikes, and I think most of them were between 2008 and 2012, for basically the battery issue, and, it, you know, the battery doesn't get charged correctly and it'll stall out. And I, I believe Honda has a very similar recall out right now as well. So if you have a Honda, you might want to check their website or check the NHTSA website and see what they got going on. Also, in a frantic text message from a co-worker the other day, uh, BMW released some sales figures and they showed a pie chart and I'd have to say an enormous amount of the pie was the R models uh, taking the world by storm. And both BMW and Ducati have both posted record uh, 2015 sales. I believe fourth quarter sales numbers came in and they just blew the doors off of all the previous years. And that's not, you know, unexpected the way BMW is... A, apparently been experiencing year-over-year sales volume increases and Ducati's Scrambler last year uh, just set the stage for, you know, it's a it was a, a selling spree that Ducati hasn't enjoyed, you know, being usually the known as the maker of high-end sport bikes. Uh, the hipster contingent really opened the floodgates and the Scrambler really kind of allowed a, a newer market to come in and and um, really step up sales. So I think you're going to see a lot more scrambler type bikes and a lot more marketing to younger people and not so much performance and longevity anymore. I think you're going to, for the next couple of years, it's going to be all about style. And Harley Davidson's been doing it with their dark custom line and... I, you know, the Yamaha Bolt has been kind of trying to do it um, as far as their star line goes. Kawasaki, they're coming on board with this Versus, and that thing's just terrible looking. So I don't know what they're thinking. But to get back to the original thing I was talking about, tangent, the uh, BMW, the S1000RR actually sold more than any other model. But as far as family goes, I mean, that's the only S they have right now. And so the R's is what really... Oh, I'm sorry. They do have the S1000R um, and the S1000X. I'm a, I'm a liar. But um, so the R models took it this year as, as a family as a whole. And I emailed my coworker back and I said, I bet you it's because of the R1200 RT because police use the RTP. So police fleets and, um, other, you know, road touring people probably helped out. And that is, is in fact what has happened. So yeah, Beamer and Ducati, um, making hand over fist and there's still such a tiny percent of the market though, that it doesn't in, in the whole scope of things, it doesn't really matter. And now that that rant is over, uh, to finish out today's show, I played a game with Howie, 
And since Howie is not a motorcyclist, I thought it would be fun to play a little game called Which One, where I introduce him to two models of motorcycle and decide if he can pick the best one based on his limited, very limited knowledge of motorcycles and which bike would be the best bike, practically speaking. And I, I threw in some whoppers, so let's see how Howie did. Here we go with which one. I want to play a little game with you real fast. Okay, the game that I'd like to play with you. Now, let's state again. Howie does not have a motorcycle. And Howie hasn't ridden. But Howie is interested in riding, and I'm going to get Howie's... I rode a trail bike once. That oh, was did pretty you? fun. Oh, okay. And then I crashed. Well, that's what happens when you ride a trail bike. That's how you learn. So, um, you know, don't learn on the freeway. That's my <laughs> that's my advice. So, how he rode a trail bike, what was it? Do you know what it was? It was a little... A 50? The, the, You're holding your hands up the size of an RC the tires motorcycle. Were, the fat tires in the back. Oh, in the back? I mean, the, the All fat around. tires. All around. Yeah. So, it was a TW200. An old number. Like an old Honda, I think. A BW... Oh, an old Honda? Uh, old Honda, I think those were called Fat Cat? Or Maybe, something? something like that. It was a little trail-like. Yeah. So, okay, so I had big fat wheels. And, so um, I rode once. But it, And it was a motorcycle, not a quad. Or not it was a, a motorcycle. Okay. Yes. I'm going to look that up later, because I think I don't, I'm not. It was a good friend of ours. Was this what it was right here, a Honda Fat Cat? Kind of like that, yeah. Older, way older than that, though. 86? Older than 86? Uh, maybe. But, it, well, it just didn't look like that. The paint was a lot. Well, was it like that? Well, okay. Listen, anyway. dude. You could have a 2013 Honda <laughs> Fat Cat. Leave it out in the sun and the paint's going to look shitty, all right? Doesn't yeah. mean because how it looked, it was old. I mean, they only make these for a certain year range. So it <laughs> I falls, it was blue. It falls, it falls within the year range. <laughs> I didn't do that. You did not do that. Okay. <clears throat> you did not get massive air. on. But I bet that's what it was if it had big fat tires. Well. Yeah, it looked like that, though. It wasn't true. Yeah, Honda like Fat that. Cat. Yeah. Did it have this, a machine gun, and a 50-gallon drum on the back? No. <laughs> okay. So no you rode a Honda Fat Cat. Was it a two-wheel drive? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't expect you to know anything about it except for that you rode it and you crashed. And, and it was it. one down and to shift it, there was like one down and the rest were up or something like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. That's your standard, uh, standard motorcycle. And it had a throttle. So, how did, and it had a throttle. Did it have a brake? And it, did it have a seat? <laughs> I feel like I feel like a motorcycle would have a seat. If I if I were to ride one, I'd want it to have a seat and not a big dildo just sticking out. <laughs> so, even lengthwise, I wouldn't right, sit no. on it. Like a banana seat, like the world's skinniest, <laughs> tallest banana seat. It's not a banana seat. <laughs> anyway, you're popping this. So don't don't laugh. Here, let me put the screen on it. I turned it up too far. All right. So, you can tell I'm an engineer, right? I'm an audio engineer. <laughs> so, given your limited experience on the uh, TR200, I think is what the Honda Fat Cat is, <clears throat> what would you rather ride? I'm showing him a picture of a Suzuki Bergman. And, um, let me see. Let me pick a good year for you. Oh, shit. Look at this slammed one, though. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. Here's a two, here's a 2014 uh, Suzuki Bergman. Yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling that so much. All right. Either that or this blue Honda CBR 250. 
Yeah, definitely a CBR two fifty. All right. I just feel like a motorcycle. You should. It shouldn't look like you're riding a rascal in Walmart. <laughs> the Bergman apparently looks like the guy's feet are the next to each other. It just looks, you know. Well, okay. I'm gonna tell you because. Well, not in that picture, but. It looks Ber- like a scooter too much. Well, okay. So the Bergman is a scooter. It is like an automatic. Uh, Motorcycle. It'll get your ass kicked at a biker bar. It'll legit probably get your ass kicked at a biker bar. I don't think I've seen many Bergmans cruising through Sturgis. Then again, I've I've never been to Sturgis, so I we could probably Google a pic and and see it. Hey, look, here's a couple of ADV looking guys with the on Bergman. Actually, that's a chick. You can tell by the skinny leg there. Looks like a beard. Yeah, it's a woman. It's a woman with a beard. So anyway. So this Suzuki Bergman, you would rather take the CBR 250. Mm-hmm. All right. Having never ridden a motorcycle before, I'm going to tell you why you're wrong on this one. Okay? Is that like one of those little mini bikes? No. Okay. No. It just look, there's, there's a guy. Look, there's a guy riding oh, okay. it right there. I see. Here's. Oh, that's actually a girl riding it. Okay. There's a girl riding it there. I'm oh, sorry. The perspective of the picture looks like one of those. Now, listen. Like tricking me. The reason... Look, there's a girl on one, there's a girl on one. Now, this is a shame. Now, that's a guy. Finally. I was going to say, this is a crying shame that all these women are shown on the CBR 250 because it's not a girl's bike. The CBR 250R, despite what you might hear, is not a girl's bike or a beginner bike. But it's a good bike to begin on. Let's start with that. But I'm going to tell you why you don't want to pick the CBR 250R. Okay. First off, it's a CBR 250R. And it looks like a sport bike. And you can uh you can lean it like a sport bike and ride it like a sport bike. That's all good and great. Now you said the Bergman you wouldn't want to take the Sturgis cuz you or you get your ass kicked at a biker bar. Well, I'll tell you what. As a guy, you're going to get your dick stomped on for riding the CBR 250R. Although I wouldn't care, and I would start out on this bike. Hell, I would, I would keep this bike. It looks nice. It's a nice looking bike. If I had one, I think they'd be able to catch you easy on that Bergman and on this thing. Well, okay. So let's talk about this. The CBR 250R. Now the Bergman. What I didn't tell you is a 650. <laughs> Basically, this is the same as like a super sport bike, but with a scooter body on top of it. Okay. Yeah, I was just, yeah, I was going by looks, I'll admit, I was just going by looks. Now, I would rather be seen riding. Yeah, I know, I know. Now, the Bergman has all this underseat storage, so you can actually carry shit. Because when people change over from a car to a bike, they don't mm-hmm. think about storage, right? Right. And for this Honda, you're going to have to go buy extra saddlebags or a tank bag, and then it starts looking, you're weighing it down at that point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 250s can only... They only have so much torque and power, mm-hmm. being a 250. And if you weigh, you, luckily, I'm pretty thin. I'm a buck fifty, you know. Well, I'm, I'm more than that. I'm between like a buck fifty and buck sixty, somewhere around there. But you wouldn't want to be, you know, like two hundred or, yeah, you know, two fifty on this bike, or else, you know, it is yeah. going to feel like riding a cheap Chinese one twenty five scooter. So, for me though, it could probably go pretty fast. You know, there's they have a. 250 racing class and if this just the lighter you are the faster and more nimble a lot of these guys can pass 600s in the corners you know however the 650 bergman 
good place to learn, I would say. It's a 650, so you can actually take it on the freeway. You can take the 250 on the freeway, too. Let's not lie. But this thing has under-seat storage and front compartment storage. It's got a pl- place to store all your bandages for when you get your it ass kicked. It's got a place for you to store a bandage and a teddy bear for when you get your ass kicked at the biker bar. You go pat yourself up and then smooch your teddy. But it's also... Why is that guy wearing a fez cap? That's what I want to know. So you think you should be wearing a fez riding this? Uh, uh, it just looks... Yeah, Yeah. okay. I'll admit. Again, just going by appearances. Now, the Bergman isn't like no high-performance machine. I mean, that's... It's, I, when I said it's like a 650... It's how they're sitting when they ride it, too. They're sitting like a... They look like they should be like an English horse riding you're, association yeah, rider. You're really upright. But that's the thing. You can see over the cars, and you're not at such an aggressive riding angle. Um... Your back doesn't hurt. And see this little support right here, right by the ass? That, yeah. that helps your lumbar, you know? So, I mean, on the CBR 250R. It's made for the elderly rider with well, back issues. It's also made for, I mean, this thing you're hunched over. It's ergonomic. It's an ergonomic scooter. You don't think about it when you're riding these things, but the more leaned over you are, especially if you put like clip-ons on a bike or something and or lower the handlebars or do whatever you're putting more weight on your wrists yeah and your elbows and people don't and then your back's hunched over more yeah and that does kind of have like an insect like a wasp body like you're riding well yeah all all sport bikes pretty much are ass up okay and that's to get you in that position where you're like Ah. you're basically on a bobsled but just on a little bit of a different axis like your head's forward you're down you know what i mean yeah well yeah because it goes fast so you gotta lean forward to keep it you're like on a luge more like than a bobsled so the bergman you sit up so this is better for longer touring this is not so good for touring because uh you know riding long rides right riding a 250 for a long time it can get buzzy you know uh you're leaning over this is i think this is a single i don't think this is a parallel twin i forget i haven't i'm Although I work with Hondas, I'm not super familiar with the specs, and I totally forget these things pretty easy. So, yeah, uh, it could be a thumper, which is, gets really vibrate which a thumper is a single cylinder. Okay. And that just, you know, the vibrations on those sometimes, um, since it's just one cylinder going up and down instead of two that can balance out. So, yeah, if it's a single, then it's, it's even... like gets, riding a shake weight. Right, yeah, riding the shake weight, only it doesn't give you <laughs> awesome... Sh- I mean, neither, neither does the shake weight, let's be honest. <laughs> things are like a scam. But I'm just saying, if you're converting over from a car to a Bergman... Hell, look at the front end. It kind of looks like a car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got like Honda-esque front end, uh, you know, the headlights, and then the paint scheme is like a nice silver. It looks like an Accord. But let's go to Joe Schmo here in the fucking shorts and the sneakers and the T-shirt. Now, this guy looks like he's riding to golf. Yeah. And to be honest, uh, you could probably carry a golf bag right there on the side. <laughs> Again, if you pan out, there might be cops chasing him. Yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> so... So look at this big air screen, yeah. right? It deflects wind around you. And I don't care about wind. I like wind, but it, if you're tour like when I um, rode to Las Vegas, the uh, screen would have been nice, actually, just to get the wind yeah. uh, around me to keep me more aerodynamic. It wasn't to keep it off my chest because I don't really care about that or my head buffeting and all that jazz. Um, it's not like I ride in a hurricane all the time. But look, this is a small sports screen. You have to stay hunched behind mm. on the CBR, ducking down. On the Bergman, it's a nice tall screen. And, all, and it doesn't, like, push it over your head. 
but it pushes it up off of your chest and then it hits your helmet and it comes back down. So it makes a nice mm. little slip, slipstream. It doesn't, if you get the right size or sometimes they're adjustable, it won't blow air right into your face because you don't want that either. Like a bee coming right, psh, right into your face. See this guy in the open face right here. Yeah. Um, a bee or a nice, uh, right in the kisser. Yeah. But anyway, and he's sitting up more upright. And it's 650, so it's not going to buzz and get all crazy. And I, the Bergmans, I know, are uh, parallel twins, I think. I'm, a hun- I'm 100% sure, I think, that <laughs> they're parallel twins. <laughs> but anyway, they're 650. They're, you actually could tour on this thing. And look where the passenger sits. It's much more mm-hmm. robust than yeah. this little tiny seat up here on your 250. And then look, they're sitting on the subframe out over the tire. It almost looks scary, like if that yeah. were to break. So, make a long story short, this is a 650. It's much faster. I used to have a neighbor that had a 650, and that thing hauled ass. Um, the other thing is you can learn to ride on it because there's no clutch. Okay? You don't have to learn shifting right away. You can get the d- dynamics of, like, turning and braking and all that shit down first before you, like, get into the shifting. And it's not a total step through where your feet are side by side together. I'll show you a picture of a step through, um, a traditional step through, like a Vespa or um, the mm-hmm. Honda or the Yamaha Vino. I'll show you. And they call it a step through because see your feet yeah. sit together yeah. on this little platform, basically. Yeah. Hey, sorry. What are you doing? I'm sorry, that was my foot. Incredibly loud noise. Um. So this isn't like a traditional step through, although I think they consider almost every scooter a step through unless it's uh, because there is a notch right here between the seat and the glove. They're trying to make them look less scootery. Yeah. You know what? When this when this is behind you, it does look like a Goldwing or something. It look, kind of looks like a – like right here, look at this. This almost looks like a BMW R1200 RT coming up behind you looks almost legit it, it, it does until it yeah until you hit the side view and then you can tell it's a scooter so Plus there's it, yeah there's been plenty of times from far away i got fooled by scooters and the front tire is really small but from far away it's hard to tell so anyway that's that uh you you lose round one and okay. those are my reasons why but i do have to say that uh it actually does look like shit, and I look at this. These guys are crashing into each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Is that photoshopped? That looks legit. It looks like they're really gonna ram into each other. The way this or like guy they're doing like serious. No, motorcycle. no. Look, they're on a collision course. But here, look at this guy in his gear on his Bergman. Now that doesn't look too bad. And see, your passenger has a nice backrest. You can floor it. And like I said, this thing takes off. It's not. It's no slow uh, slow pony. But this guy on the 250, A, you floor it and your passenger won't fall off because there's not enough power with two people on it. But B, uh, there's nothing comfortable for them to like scoot up against or rest their butt on. And um, if you were to strap something to the back of it and take off, it may fall off. But on this Bergman, you got this back yeah. support. So you lose round one. Um, I'm sorry it was to this shitty... Bergman. <laughs> so I'm gonna pause, show you two more bikes, and we'll do we'll do three rounds of this. How's that? Sounds good. All right, the next pair of bikes I've pulled up is the Suzuki B King, which had a 1340 cc uh, inline four. 
I forget what year they quit making this piece of shit, but um, I shouldn't. I shouldn't start <laughs> biasing your opinion right now. I forget what year they start make quit making this, but you know, I think they haven't made it for a few years now. So this is a Suzuki B King. This is a Honda NM4. They just started making this um, last year. I took pictures of it, but I think it was released as a 2016. So, here's the NM4 by Honda. You know Honda. You mm-hmm. you drive a Honda. Yeah. Um, nobody drives Suzuki. Although I have seen a couple of Suzuki. Suzuki quit importing cars to the U.S., but I have seen some here. So. Oh, yeah. I've seen some. Gray market, would you say? They quit importing bikes in 2010, I want to say. And then they came back in 2011. That looks like a face on the front where the head. Yeah, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you take this in. Take in the styling of the Suzuki B King. Let me get you a picture of the back of it as well, because here's the front. Yeah. And here is the back. <laughs> that just—it looks mismatched. It just looks really. <laughs> it's like they found a bunch of spare parts in the kid's toy box and put them together. <laughs> wow! And you don't even ride a motorcycle. I'm just going by the looks. No, I mean, that's what you have to go on. It just looks weird. Like, it's like some weird anime nightmare okay. come to life. Okay, okay. I mean, there, that doesn't look bad from the side. That one's, I think, also slightly modified. Here's that looks a little bit better than the one yeah. the stock photo you just showed me. But it still looks like Optimus Prime on the front. Okay, his face. this has different exhausts. I can see the Yoshimura stickers. So, this is a... A different I'd ride that one, but not the other one. Okay, let's get a stock one. Here's a stock one. Oh, for the love of God. That one actually looks like Optimus Prime because of the color. Look at <laughs> yeah, the it does. Look at the profile of his face in the front. Right. I thought nope. he was going to transform any second. Good call. When you said it looked like a face in the front, and this in stock, this, come on, this in stock too. Yeah. With the, the big ass cans back there. Yeah. When you said it looked like a face, I thought that this looked like. Um, like antennas something, something from Robotech kind of does that yeah. old show Robotech or Gundam yeah is that the same thing uh, was it? they had the mix with the weird antennas oh okay yeah 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 so yeah it looked like that totally like yeah okay Macross like it's gonna transform into those bikes that they used to wear as armor yeah oh did they like transform the people wore like a motorcycle yeah, around them bikes were in the, I don't remember what they're called but yeah. It'll come back to me. But yeah, Here's like the that. dude. Look looks... at that face that he's making doing the burnout on that baby. Yeah. Look at that oh, hair. is he a fangs? It looks like it. He has <laughs> something in his mouth. And it's called the Bee King. Yeah. And I do believe that the model number was, you know, yada, 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 BK. I forget it the... Just... I forget the call letters. But okay, so yeah. there's the Bee King. Here, I can't tell it if that... just look... Yeah, the back just doesn't look right. Like it... It's just too too much sticking off. Yeah. That fuel tank's pretty damn huge, too. Yeah. Ain't it? Okay. So there's the beginning. That's, that's the fuel tank. That whole thing's a fuel tank. Uh, some of it is cover, too. I was going to say. But, Jesus. yeah, that whole thing, um, I believe it has, like, ram air. Let's look at the front. Because I think those are, yeah, see, this, the, oh, those okay, are little air intakes. And it still looks like a helmet on the front. <laughs> Yeah, there, yeah. This like a Power is a, Ranger now. Yeah. Okay. So every angle we look at this, it looks like some like you're supposed to be a face mechanized. In there. Yeah. yeah. 
So like you just pop it off and put it on your own head. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I think they might have quit importing these in 2011. Maybe th this might have been one of the things that went away because I know they had them from like, you know, this is 2008 and maybe it was 2011 or 2012 and they quit this thing. So yeah, so every angle we've looked at, we've decided it looks like somewhat robotic. Um, okay, so let's go... <laughs> Robotic amputee. Yeah, and yeah, see, those are big... Uh, on these bikes, the fuel tank sits here, and directly underneath it is the air intake, and that feeds into the right... This is the cylinder and the cylinder head. So you have the throttle bodies here, so the air shoots straight here and then sucks the fuel down, the fuel injector squirted into the head right here. So that's why the, a lot of bikes do an air intake on the side like that. Okay. So, okay. So the B-King... That's a concept. Don't pay attention to that. Now, the NM4. Uh, there's a side view. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really feeling either one. There's the front view. A street Hawk? Jesus, hey. <laughs> street Hawk. We tried too hard to look futuristic. Yeah. I don't like either one, really. Okay. Well, and If here's... I had to pick, I would just say I'd, I'd pick... <sighs> here's the concept, I think. This oh the Voltus yeah this is not uh, at least in the American market see these these f rear foot pegs made it over here but this no oh, no no they did not those those are foot pegs yeah this Voltus model never made it here this is like a concept this NM4 yeah this made it over that style rear foot peg right there I mean honestly I wouldn't want to ride either one but <laughs> if I had to pick I guess I'd say the oh, Honda yeah let's get a picture of a dude on on one. I don't know. They started making them. They look too like they try to make them look like they're like they're too futuristic. Like that looks like the like Street Hawk from the '80s show, <laughs> where it's like the motorcycle had machine guns in the front and everything. They actually and, went back in time. Oh, well, they kind of well, like Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> yeah, they did. And actually, no, because Street Hawk he had to lean a little more. He wasn't sitting just like that. I want to say Street Hawk was a ninja for some reason. I think it was or a katana. Back when ninjas were gonna get popular. Yeah, I think it was either a ninja or a katana. And they try and have the middle-aged Batman guy right. <laughs> with one. Like, oh. Here's another picture of it. Yeah, it is they pretty just Yeah, the front. This also looks sort of Robotech or um, uh, one yeah. of those other Japanese manga, manga. Yeah. That ain't so bad. <laughs> Almost like the bike's in Akira, kind of. Yeah, okay. How they had, the, they had their street bikes looking How appropriate big. that you should say that. Yeah. Because here's somebody's done up a couple of the NM4s, like the biker gang. Uh, yeah. What were they called? The clowns? or the No, gang? the clowns were the enemies. Like, I don't remember what Akira was. I just remember the guy had the big pill on the back of his jacket. Yeah. So this is, somebody has done up some N NM4s in the a, a, a Akira paint scheme. <laughs> and then here's a racing NM4 was... with the rebel force that's dressed up like a TIE fighter or something. I think those look better. I guess just because the paint's over too, but they still look too... Yeah, they just don't... I don't know. Holy shit. Look, it's uh, Yamaha so versus the uh, NM4. So, okay. So, so that's a scooter? Huh? No, they just have a Yamaha versus this oh, thing. Oh, so, yeah. Scooter shootout. That's what uh, there's a back view of it. And I would like to get you some views of the storage compartments open. Oh, yeah. No, which... So which one would you rather ride? You said the Honda, huh? Yeah. Out of those two. All right. So you picked the Honda. Yeah. 
You, my friend, I'm so sorry. I can tell that you don't ride motorcycles because you struck out again. And I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> this is basically, they call it a motorcycle, but it's basically an 800cc scooter. I had an idea. I was getting duped. Yeah. Now, the thing is, is this Honda is a stinker all around. Because while the B-King styling did look very, what we decided it looked like Robotech and what'd you say, Gundam? Yeah, just pieced um, together. He, yeah, it did kind of look like they stuck a fat ass on it <laughs> yeah. with those big cans on the back. It was a bizarre design. However, mm. this, look at this. The NM4, I think I joked about in a previous episode. Yeah, that their I, arms go in there? Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. It looks like arm guards. Actually. It does. In the future, you just stick your arms in there and turn the wheel <laughs> with your hand. <laughs> it also the <laughs> Um, you just squeeze really hard to stop. So, yeah, I think I <laughs> joked in a previous episode that I wouldn't even stop on the side of the road to help someone on the NM4 <laughs> because they're, they're pretty ugly, aren't they? They are. That's why I said if I had to pick, I guess I'd pick this one. Yeah, but... It's got at least a little bit more cleaner design. Yeah, it's even worse, and and it's and it's gained such negative reviews. I think, I think the reason I'm saying to go with the Suzuki... Now, as a new motorcycle, I would never go with it because this thing had some power. It had a 1340 inline four, which is a pretty big. It's like a Hayabusa. It's like a naked Hayabusa, basically, which Hayabusa is one of the fastest um, street bikes, like stock street bikes out there. So this is basically just like a naked version of that. So the Hayabusa has some fairings that you can duck behind so that you don't get a bug in the face at 180 miles an hour. This thing... You're getting full wind. Like, the wind will peel yeah. your skin off. But the fact is, is that it can do it. And if you look at some of them, look, people change the exhaust, and it totally changes. That's what I'm saying. Those are the, I saw one, too, look better. Like, a, you know, I would have picked that. We're going stock one. for stock, though. Yeah, and so you stock. Can't, you so can't stock not do the stock. You have to use this B-King. And I would say that the B-King just looks, even though it does look way quirkier, I would much rather ride the B-King even with those exhaust cans that look like jet thrusters coming out the back. Yeah. Just because the B-King's got the power. And I like shifting and braking. Look at these big, beefy brakes and big-ass swing arm on there. Like, the thing just looks like it could handle... Like, it looks like you could jump it almost, and it would take it. And, uh, you know, this NM4 is just like a plastic piece of shit. It took uh, me... Yeah. Well, let's not... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say what I do for a living, but I'm just gonna tell you that this was very frustrating figuring all this shit out right here. Yeah, all it does sh- look kind of crappy in the back. Like it looks plasticky. Yeah, it's just nothing but plastic over this convoluted like frame. And then look on. at look at when the people are riding it. It's almost like a recumbent bike. Look at this. <laughs> like it looks. It looks so stupid. And. But of course, they had to get a woman to ride it here so that it yeah. looked halfway decent. But look, because she's sitting right. Look when these guys ride it. Look, they're like, it looks like they're riding a lazy boy on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to get into the store. Oh, here we go. So you pop these babies open and look at all that storage. Now, here's the thing. Wow. If you said B-King or if you said uh, you wanted the B-King, I was going to say, no, you're wrong because this thing's got storage. I was going to flip the tables on you. But Again with storage right but then i thought about it and i was like no no if he picks the b king he's right because this is deceptive it looks huge it looks like you can fit a full face helmet in there and there's one on each side okay there's one on each side here and then i'm gonna show you up here in the front 
these panels right here that you can see, especially in this picture right here, these panels also flip open and there's oh, wow. storage there. And then I think there's one more storage. You can't see it good from this, but like so that's right not just back how your here. arms snap into there. No, yeah, your arms really could snap in there. However, <laughs> when you see pictures of the storage like this, it's deceptive of how big it looks because mm -hmm. they're tiny. And it's such a waste. Like, it's almost a waste to have put this, made this thing look so shitty and stupid when you see how much it really holds. I saw a guy, I watched a walk around video of a guy. I mean, I've seen it in person, but you know, it's not like I tried to stuff anything in it. Mm. Look, here's a, for comparison. Wow. A water bottle. Wow. And I saw one where a guy stuck a Coke can in there and it filled up, like, oh I don't know, it filled up about 40% of that. But he put one of those per little personal watermelons in there. And the personal, one of those little tiny, like, let's say they're eight-inch personal watermelons fit in there. And I don't, I think he said he couldn't close the door. You couldn't even fit helmets in there. You couldn't fit um, tennis shoes in there. You know what I mean? It's wow. so deceptive. And look at all this wasted space around here. I was say, yeah, it's like they, it's like they have all this casing around it and then in the middle even a briefcase has like you know better space uh, spatial arrangement than that yeah like you get all your space worth right there the shape of it yeah you might as well carry wear a backpack on the beacon yeah. instead of this thing so yeah this thing is just like a shit hunk it's got you know it is an automatic um it's 800 cc's so that's all good but I saw uh, somebody driving it. The turning radius looked like it was totally shit on it. And that, yeah, now that you mention that, that too, because it looks like it's not. I mean, this, because of the because of the the design of it, it right. looks like it's like kind of kind of limits the radius of the, the yeah. tire. Yeah, and right here you can see that they thought of that. They made it clear, but it does look like you know you can't. That's it. Turn to full lock right there, and it doesn't. You know. It's a probably looks like it's, I would say, a good 10 degrees off of what any other motorcycle is of as far as being able to do a tight turn. If, or especially if you, if you had to move it around in the garage. Yeah. You didn't want to turn it on the stand or something. But, yeah, it just looks like crap. And, yeah, when you first looked at it and you said I didn't want to ride either one, <laughs> yeah. I was cracking up because this thing is such a joke. And I can't believe that people are actually buying it. Even with paint, Even with these paint schemes on it. Well, yeah, but that's... You're literally polishing a turd, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, the reason it looks like an X-Wing fighter here, or I don't know what it's supposed to be here, but it's obviously got rebel symbols on it. It's some sort of Star Wars nerd, like, plaster this thing with some paint scheme. I don't know what type of space vehicle this is supposed to be, but it indeed looks like a space vehicle because it mm -hmm. looks like a space vehicle straight out of the fucking Honda showroom floor. Yeah. So... So boo to Honda. B King wins that one. I am sorry you lost round two. Let's have a um let's do a third and final one. Okay. And it'll be like winner takes all. And if you get it right, you just you win. Well, I'll give you a blowjob. But right is like <laughs> so right is not just my opinion on it, right? It's like what's the specs on it or the features of it. I'd like to think it's your your opinion. I'd like to see. So you, I could be right either way. Just now, just by saying that I like one or the other. No, you're definitely <laughs> should have gone with the B gang on this one. All right, let's do one more. Um, all right, round three. What we have here is a Suzuki DRZ 400 SM. Can you see that? Mm -hmm. We're kind of going the dirt route this time. 
versus a BMW X Country, which was the uh, G650 X Country. Uh, let me show you the Suzuki again. Just check that out. Do any more close-ups or side shots? No, unfortunately, Suzuki's not real good. There might be a couple here. I want to get as much information as I can before I make my choice. Let me see if I can zoom in and go to the next page. Nope. I got some... I mean, this is as good as... This is basically the pictures they Mm -hmm. gave us at the press kit. So Mm -hmm. this is... uh, I don't have anything better than this in my personal collection. Hmm. So, ta-da! Now the X Country, we're gonna have to like rely on some of these images. Where there's no action shots, it's just sitting still in somebody's driveway. Um, no, it looks like there's some action shots below, but I'm just saying. Okay. None of these are from BMW's website. Okay. Rain. There's one. There's yeah. an action shot. So here's finally some different colors. Uh, the yellow and red. I think yellow, red, and gray were the only colors. That other one that I showed you too. This one. Um. I think it comes in a different color every year. Yeah, well, that's not... I'm not really focused on the colors now. Since you made your polish on a turd reference, now I'm looking at the body style. Right, right, okay. (laughs) Body style in the... Oh, we're still recording. Yeah, I didn't know if I paused that or not. Okay, so we are still going here. Uh, So you've you've had a little while to peruse the pics of the the DRZ400SM and... The BMW G650 X Country. What bike do you choose? Now I'm looking at all these little little extra things on there. Like the Suzuki looks like it went more straight across on the seat mm-hmm. as opposed to having like that kind of contoured. Yeah, see how it just goes straight across? Like a dirt bike, right? Very like, impressive for somebody that doesn't ride motorcycles to pick up on that. Yeah. And then the shocks look a little bit different. Or the, I mean, the forks and the, the front part looks a little bit different. And you would think BMW, since it's a, probably got a higher end, it's a probably a higher end bike, it'd probably have like more advanced or better. You might better, think uh, that. So I'm going to show you something right here. Um, uh, call it out. Very good for noticing the forks. They've both got inverted forks here. So mm-hmm. that means that on a standard bike, the little tube is up top and the big tube slides up and down it. Well... When the forks are inverted, the big fat tube is up top, and it actually slides up and down on the little tube, or the little tube slides up into it rather than okay. over it. So, inverted fork for uh, mostly for stability. Um, I just about to ask you what that does. Too. Because when you have a, you know, just because you have a thicker diameter up here, and when you have the little skinny forks up top i don't know there's just a bunch of flexion and stuff that can occur it just gives it a different dynamic i think i'd actually pick and also something about the it looks like on the bmw it's kind of it kind of ends abruptly right there it's cut off almost okay and the suzuki looks a little bit let's go to the suzuki more on the front there doesn't look as short of like a okay the wheel i don't know what that would be called but yeah it just looks Close. Let me get back to the overview. That's where the motor's at. So what you're seeing is oh, because it's got almost like a like a like the what's at the wheelbase on a car. Like it looks, you know, the body looks a little bit. The wheelbase is from the center point here. To the yeah, point. and that's is that what yeah. you're talking about. Like yeah, it looks, I know what the yeah the wheelbase. I mean, just how it looks on the 
I like this part's like squared off more, I guess. It looks, oh, okay. It looks like oh, okay, it, okay. Almost like it's cut it like they like they didn't finish building something there. Like it looks oh, like okay. it should it's be It's missing. Longer. Yeah, something's missing. It looks kind of awkward. But let's look at the front here and see. Um, yeah. I'm sure it's not obviously, but it just looks like the way it's. It just looks weird. Like it's like it's. Yeah, and it's partially because the the radiator there okay. sticks out further than the motor, and the motor does. Look at the radiator. Wasn't there? The motor would just be vertically up and down. You know. Yeah. Now these are for for kind of like more off road, right? Uh, that's the thing. Um, that see like the tires on them. Uh-huh. Yeah, the tires you are could. Knobby. Yeah, you could take. They're both basically built for probably ninety percent street, ten percent dirt. And if you change the tires out on either of them, you could take them off off road. Okay. But now see how the tires are the same size? Yeah. They are basically supermoto tires. Well, at least on the the DRZ400 SM. SM stands for supermoto. Because this is the exact same bike as uh, this one right here that I'm about to show you. Here's the regular S. And you'll notice that it has a bigger tire in the front. Yeah. And a smaller tire in the rear. Now that and they're knobbies. So... And why is that f- that fender up so high? This one? Yeah. Oh, what is that? I called it. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, just because if you're riding in dirt and mud, and you compress the shocks, you want it to be able to compress. Now, if the fender's right down there on oh, the yeah, wheel, yeah, yeah, yeah. dirt's saying. gonna get stuck between yeah. the on before on bikes before they were built specifically for off road and stuff. When you just used to take your Triumph or BSA out to the the desert or the yeah. you know what i mean no i mean this one had the same fender but it must have just not stuck out to you as much no i mean i was gonna ask you why it looked oh, yeah. high. it looked like something yeah they're bit. both really high that's for clearance when you're jumping yeah. um unless the fender is mounted to the f- between the forks right there mm-hmm. the fender obviously has to move up with the wheel if it's yeah. mounted low so the back fender would have to be really high unless it was yeah. mounted down on the swing arm somewhere. But then, since the wheels turn forward this way, you get a bunch of mud and stuff. And I've seen it on old vintage race footage when they were driving there. Like I said, they used to take their old Triumph or Norton or BSA or even Harleys, I guess, out into the mud and stuff. And it would just get so clogged up in there. It was just like this big mud cake. I mean, it even happens on these. And look how open, I mean, spoke yeah. wheels and big... Like, it even happens sometimes on these still but the reason the fenders are so high is for ground clearance when you yeah. when you hit well so now i gotta pick one yeah so which one do you pick i mean those are some really good observations that you've made on both uh and i see that one and the fenders right on top of the tire uh-huh but the seat looks a little bit different maybe a little more comfortable yeah there it is on that one too um bad gummit I'll pick the Suzuki, even though I said the seat looked better on the BMW. Well. I lose, don't I? (laughs) Actually, you win. And I'll tell you why. The X Country. So comparing stats between the two, weight-wise, they are not much different. The X Country's got uh, two pounds on the, the DRZ. So the DRZ comes in at 322, and the X Country comes in at 324. So, you know, the thing is, is uh, the DRZ also 
is a uh, single, it's a thumper, right? Much less to go wrong. So the G series, pretty reliable thumpers. I, for, I forgot F is F is parallel twins. So G, that's also a thumper. So you got two thumpers here that are built basically. You could take them off road, but they're basically, you know, they got street tires on them. They got shitty street tires on them too. So, uh, like I said, probably ninety percent street, ten percent dirt. However, the DRZ. The reason I would say DRZ over the X Country, the X Country they don't make anymore. And there's a reason they quit making it. They both have inverted forks. The seat did look pretty plush on the X Country. I think the what I guess basically what I'm saying is the X Country, which stands for cross country, I'm pretty sure, really was less of a country bike and more of a street an urban yeah. enduro, if you will if you might if you will. The DRZ you can easily change it out. Just changing the wheels changes it to a DRZ 400S. I mean, that's literally about the only change there is to it. I mean, look, compare the two. They're exactly the same mm-hmm. except for the wheels, basically. Yep. And uh, I think even the paint scheme might be the s- very similar. Yeah, they're not exactly the same, but they're similar. Plus, you get this cute little tank bag. Hmm. And the G650, like you stated before like it does it does look there's something very abrupt about it and it doesn't look i mean they cram that's a, that's a little 650 that's a little little motor right there and it's water cooled so there's just a lot more stuff um you know this is a, uh the drz's water cooled but it just doesn't look like it ended like it doesn't look like there's anything missing from it where this kind of looks like and the the other thing um you know the styling the, the fuel tank i know that the drz this is a lot of shroud right here for the air but it just looks better it looks more complete and maybe that's what it is is this fuel shroud comes down where the x country just had a tank yeah and the only shroud is literally right here on the side of the radiator maybe that's what is missing that makes it look so abrupt and so like because hastily put together because mm-hmm. yeah. look at the back here the back looks so much more substantial mm-hmm. and a lot of times on these style of bikes like on their f800 g650 bikes that bmw still does continue to make they hide the fuel tank under the seat here which is why this thing might look so clunky yeah, I think this was. I think this was one of the ones with the fuel tanks under the seat. Uh-huh. So that's why it looks so clunky here, and the and this looks so small. You know what I mean? It just it doesn't look very well put together. And then, like you mentioned, that small front fender down on the wheel. Yeah. Not really an off-road bike. There's mud would get caught up in there. Even a tree branch or a rock, if it got yeah. sucked up, could go up in there. Or just kick just right, you know. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of off-road bikes with the fenders down on the wheel like that. Um, it doesn't matter as far as spraying dirt, because they both protect dirt from spraying up on yeah. you. But this one, stuff can get caught in there. So, yeah. And Supermoto is pretty badass. And I have to say that the DRZ is known for being pretty popular hooligan bike and a pretty popular race bike as far as Supermoto goes. And like I said, the X Country, they don't even make it anymore. I am not 100% sure that uh, you would get your hands on some parts. Yeah, this, look, that that is not a fuel tank. Wow. Yeah, the fuel is 
right there under the seat in that thing. Right, that's the fuel cap right there. Hmm. So yeah, I couldn't remember, but I'm, I was thinking that it might be. So here's one cut apart. Let's look at it. Ba boom. So yeah, see that's the battery and the air box right there. Wow. And that way the instead of the battery going under the seat here, they can make that fuel tank under the seat. So that's how uh, they work. Yeah. That one good thing about that is it puts the weight back here mm -hmm. instead of all up top sloshing around, it kind of evens it out because it puts it in there so it does make it stable. But mm -hmm. yeah, look at this. Look even just having no body work on it. It looks ugly, you mm -hmm. know? Like yeah. it doesn't look it's not a good-looking bike. Where the DRZ has held up over time, Suzuki, through the years, has cut back on making certain things because of the market. And the DRZ is not one of them. They've always made this bike. So, yeah. Good choice, my man. <laughs> I think you're ready for a motorcycle. I know a, good pla I know a place where you can get a good deal on an NM4. <laughs> <laughs> No, I wouldn't use that one. So, any last thoughts about your... Like or something. I saw... So, oh, I rode a bike magazine a long time ago, and it had, like, a hooligan bike, and I think it was a Ducati DSR or something like that. It looked pretty sweet. Yeah. I don't remember what the letters were, but, yeah, it looked like... A Normally, Ducatis have um, numbers. They don't... Like, uh, you know, they'll go, like, the Ducati... 1199 or the 848 oh, or I don't the, remember that yeah I just yeah. remember it was a Ducati and it was like a hooligan bike for that year I think it was 2011 anyway yeah they just came out with the new monster and they call it the Ooh, nice. 1200R so yeah see a lot of, most most Ducati bikes have so on a side note do you think you're going to start riding soon I don't know about soon but I'd like to I had a dream I was in a Harley and I was doing a wheelie really and I couldn't get the, get it to go back down <laughs> I think every man who rides a Harley has a dream that they have a wheelie and it won't come no, back down. Really. It's a meta it's a <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> but yeah, I was doing a wheelie and I was riding it and I couldn't I couldn't push the front back down, so I just rode a wheelie for like yeah, half, that's half actually, of my journey. It's crazy that you don't ride a motorcycle because that's actually how wheelies work. Um once you start doing one you can never stop. It's great. Alright, well this has been a wonderful interview, um, Howie. Thank you, producer. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to editing this down to like one minute. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. All right, guys. That's pretty much been our show for the week. I'd like to leave you with some events that are upcoming before we get to our sorry list. And the first one I'd like to get to is the Mods versus Rockers down in San Diego. We actually had a special correspondent, a good friend of mine, Eric Anderson, on the scene. And it was really rainy this weekend, so I don't think much happened. But last year, we successfully blew up his beautiful BSA, trying to break the ton down there in the back straight, straights on the way, on the way back to the uh, ride. We, we made it almost, uh, I would say, 99% of the way, and it finally let go about... About, uh, I don't know, four miles from the uh, the ending point back at Hooley's Bar Grill there in, I believe that's El Cajon. So yeah, Eric, uh, what does it look like down there right now? There are three Hooley's. motorcycles currently soaking wet in the parking lot. That's all there is to report. So did you basically just drive down there for like a beer and a sandwich well, and to hang out? I didn't out? even do that because everyone's taken off. 
you know, and it was yeah. only it was only noon, and people are the few people that are here are just like, okay, well, I'm gonna go if anyone if anyone wants to come at, come over to my house and have a beer, they're welcome to. <laughs> yeah, that's not even worth <laughs> uh, it, man. Not exactly worth the gas money getting down here, but yeah, yeah. Well, sorry you didn't get to have a beer or even get a hamburger or anything. Yeah, well. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Eric, for the ride report. And sorry San Diego got rained out. If you have any events coming up, please email us and let us know. Here's some that may be coming up in your area. On Most of them, these are coming up on the 6th. On um, February 3rd, we got Cook's Corner Wednesday Bike Night in Trabuco Canyon. And that's actually, I believe, the name of a bar down there. On the 4th through the 7th, we have the AMA Arena Cross in Colorado Springs, Colorado. On the 5th through the 7th, we have the Progressive International Motorcycle Show in Minneapolis, Minnesota. In Cincinnati, Ohio, on the 6th and the 7th, we have the V-Twin Expo, put on by Easy Riders. It's the 16th Annual Motorcycle Show. Go check it out. And on the 6th, there's also the Easy Rider Bike Show in Nashville. Burnout Psycho Motorcycle Swap Meet is happening in Elmore, Alabama on February 26th, along with the Monster Energy Supercross in Phoenix. The 8th Annual Dr. Joe Cortese Memorial Drive-In and Bike and Car Show and Poker Run is going on in Irvine. There's a Crescent City Scenic Tour happening in Apoca, Florida. Of course there is. It's Florida. If you're in Bradenton, Florida, the third annual Bill Field Memorial Pig Roast is happening. It's a benefit and a charity that is uh, in honor of the past commander, Bill Field. And everyone's welcome. It's noon to five. Great food, music, raffles, auctions, and games. And there'll be a short memorial ride at noon. So it's put on by the American Legion Riders Chapter 24. Go check that out if you're in the area. There's a Mardi Gras party for ALS in Collierville, Tennessee. Uh, If you're not sure what a collier is, it's someone who mines coal. If you're not sure where Tennessee is, it's just north of Oregon. If you're in Waynesburg, Pennsylvania on the 7th, the Green County Motorcycle Swap Meet is happening. Go check that out. It's a featured event. And I'm going to tell you where I'm going to be on the 6th. Down at Del Mar at the Del Mar Arena in Del Mar, California. Not to be confused with Del Mar, wherever there's another Del Mar. I think Rhode Island or something. Anyway, uh, the Ivy League Flat Track is putting on a race that commemorates women who ride. And uh, we'll be down there checking out the action I'm going to take my daughter who just turned six. Happy birthday, babe. You're uh, getting a bike next year. (laughs) Looking out a little bit further, their progressive motorcycle show in Chicago is going to take place in Rosemont. Huh? That's going to run from February 12th to the 14th. There's something called, I think, Valentine's Day that celebrates the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. And that happens February 14th. There's also a Timonium Motorcycle Show. If you are in Timonium, Maryland, and it features a bike show, there's going to be entertainment, celebrities, a bike build-off, and more. Check that out if you've got a chance. 
The One Motorcycle Show kicks off in Portland, Oregon from February 12th to the 14th. Monster Energy Supercross returns to San Diego on the 13th. The Syracuse Super Swap and Cycle Expo hits Syracuse, New York from the 13th and the 14th. And the 19th Annual Oklahoma Motorcycle Show in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the 13th and 14th. Check it out. Also on the 13th and 14th in Birmingham, Alabama, the Amsoil AMA Arena Cross in Birmingham. Check it out. Des Moines, Iowa. They're not just corn in Des Moines. There's a Capital City Custom Cycle Show and Swap Meet February 13th and 14th. Check it out. In Shorewood, Illinois, on the 13th, the International Motorcycle Show Bus Trip. Uh, I don't know what a bus has to do with motorcycles, but take the trip. And in San Marcos, California, on the 13th, there's a Valentine ride for the Susan G. Komen Foundation in San Diego. If you don't know what the Susan G. Komen Foundation is, it is a foundation that helps cancer research to help fight and prevent breast cancer and uh, it's basically like the gentleman's ride but for ladies so maybe they'll be instead of dressing up like um, an idiot from the 20s maybe they will ride with their boobs hanging out so maybe go check that out and see if uh, that works out for you and on the in the 13th if you're in West Palm Beach Florida Go check out the third annual Iron and Clematis Vintage Motorcycle Festival. The guys over at the Cafe Racer podcast, I know, have periscoped that before, and it looks like a total blast. Cottage Grove, Minnesota. On the 13th, you can enjoy the St. Croix Valley Riders Midwinter Party. If you're in Gaylord, Michigan, the Biker Valentine Chili Cook-Off, it's the 14th annual. You want to know where it is? Stick around. I'll tell you. It is at the Eagles Hall in Wisconsin Avenue in Gaylord, Michigan. Call Colette. She'll hook you up. It's only $15 for all you can eat, and there's going to be beer and mixers, and you can bring your own liquor. What? If I didn't live in California where it was a freezing cold 65 degrees, I would probably go up to Minnesota where it's a freezing cold 25 degrees and check that out. Um, If you're in Ormond Beach, Florida... Check out the Beaver Bar Antique and Custom Bike Show on the 14th. And I'm guessing that that's at the Beaver Bar. And there's a lot of other stuff going on throughout February. Check your local area. Send me, if you've got a calendar that you want me to read off or an event that you want to promote and you want the the two people that listen to this show to hear, go ahead and send it to me and I'll read it off to you. You can... Email us at creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com or post it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash creativewritingpodcast. All right, everybody, I'm going to go ahead and cut it short here. Here's our sorry list for episode 10. All right, we'd like to say sorry to the Hell on Wheels Motorcycle Club. Thank you for such a good event out at Glen Helen. Sorry to Glen Helen. Sorry to the Royal Enfield Motorcycle Company. And sorry to the Himalayan. Sorry to Russian bedpans. Sorry to Asphalt and Rubber. Sorry to Icon. Sorry to their wonderful bike, the Dromedary. Sorry to Rotopax. Sorry to the Triumph Tiger 800XC. Sorry to the Triumph Speed Triples. Sorry to the Ducati Dragster. Sorry to the Suzuki and Honda Recalls and all the bikes that have them. Sorry to Casey Stoner 
and the hubbub surrounding his return to MotoGP. We're sorry to the Harley Dyna Lowrider S and Pro Street CVO breakout. Sorry to Giant Loop. Sorry to the Honda CB500X. And sorry to the Rally Raid kits. Sorry to Laser Star and all their wonderful lasers. Sorry to Front End Chatter. Sorry to Suzuki. Sorry to Honey Buns. Babe, we're sorry we messed up your news segment and we won't do it next week. We are sorry to the BMW and Ducati sales. Sorry to the Suzuki Bergman. Sorry to the Honda CB250R. Sorry to the Suzuki B-King. Sorry to the Honda NM4. Sorry to the Suzuki DRZ 400 s and SM and the BMW G650X Country. Sorry to Eric Anderson and the San Diego Tun-Up Club and the Mods vs. Rockers Ride. Sorry to Hooley's Irish Pub out in El Cajon. Sorry to Eric's BSA that we blew up last year. And sorry to Mother Earth for putting up with all the bullshit I put you through to make this fucking podcast. We love you. Hope to hear you next week. Well, I hope you hear us next week. And uh, find us at SoundCloud at creative-writingpodcast. Facebook is facebook.com forward slash creativewritingpodcast. You can find us at www.creative-writing.com. And on the Twitters at creative underscore writer. Did I mention our Tumblr page? It's creative-writing.tumblr.com. And uh, if you happen to see us riding around on an ugly bike, it's probably us. Uh, Don't run us over. All right. See you next week, friends. Bye-bye. A Ducati? They do have a bike on the Street Fighter. The G series. Uh, actually, G st- the G is a thumper, too. Laser yeah. Star, producer of Lightning. <laughs> just kidding. If, ele- if elephants could talk, they would just have a reality show called Babar. <laughs> Link to the rider modes. Ah! Sound like a fucking sheep falling off a cliff. <clears throat> So, and that sounded like an old woman getting butt fucked. <laughs> wow, that's really loud. Now I'm turning it back down. Oh my god! Ah. So, okay, <laughs> with Howie Bangzer. <laughs> it's B A N G Z E R. Right, I knew. I knew what it is. I, I speak. I speak as a German. And they really do like a hundred percent job on. That's fucking dumb. <laughs> Are you still there? Yeah, you cut out, so I don't, I don't know. Okay, let me. I think it's your. Uh, I thought you were asleep, and I was saying bad words.